We have a great service in store for you. I'm excited about tonight. My dear friend from Long Island, I brought in some New Yorkers. So I'm bringing in some heavy hitters now. Because, you know, you Connecticut people, I'm not really a Connecticut person. I'm a New Yorker by heart. And, you know, you Connecticut people need a little New York in you sometimes. So I brought in one of my dear friends from New York. Uh, I literally call him the Bishop of Long Island. And his name is Todd Bishop. He pastored a great church in Comac. Is it still in Comac? Yes. It's called Church Unleashed. And he is going to minister the word of God to you in an outstanding way, I'm sure. Come on, Todd. Come and minister tonight. Well, hello, Faith Church. Come on now. We in New York, we like to hear a little talk back. Hello, Faith Church. Man, it is so good to be in a place that is filled with so much passion and so much love for Jesus like Faith Church. Come on now. Come on. Do you love Jesus? I know you're watching online, but I know you love Jesus. I know our campuses love Jesus because this is a place where with Jesus you are destined to. That means there's no defeat in your future, only victory God has stored up for those who love him. And so I'm excited to be with you guys today. I'm thrilled. And I got to tell you, the Bible says to bring honor to whom honor is due. And I am so thankful for Pastor Frank. There is very few. Come on now, give it up for your pastor. There are very few pastors like Frank Santora. Come on now. I mean, he not only looks good, but he preaches really good too. If you love your pastors, come on, give him a shout. Let him know. Thank you, Pastor Frank. So honored to be here today. You and your wife, Lisa, two of the most incredible leaders in the planet. I mean, they really are. You have the best, and I'm honored to see, look at you as a, as a spiritual big brother. And you've been there for us in a lot of ways. Such an encouragement. We love you, and we're grateful for you. You can go ahead and be seated. Man, if you're watching online, i got to tell you, from the moment that we walked into the building, this is a safe place. This is a spacious place. This is a sanitized place. This is, yes, a spectacular place, but this is also a spirit-filled place. This is the place to be anywhere. Connecticut, come here. New York City, get to the New York campus because we know God's showing up. And God is showing off because a church alive is still worth the drive. And so we've got to be able to be where God's moving, and we're glad to have you join us online. But you guys here, you guys are awesome. Give yourselves a hand for being in church. Well, I heard studies reveal that if I show a picture of my family, you're going to listen a little bit more to me as I talk tonight. So I want to show you a quick picture. I think it's going to be my wife and I. Let's see if that pops up there. My wife's beautiful. Is that, look at that, there's my beautiful wife, Mary and I. Let me tell you, all the singles in the house, you can look and you can say, man, there's hope for the world. Look what he married. Very blessed I married a beautiful lady from Queens, New York. It took a Puerto Rican girl from Queens to keep this New York boy in line. 
And then we're blessed with three wonderful children, Malachi, Abigail, and Bethany. And uh, we're just so grateful. I pray every day for my kids that they would be God's voice to their generation. That's our prayer. And, and I'm excited to be with you guys today. My, I bring greetings for my family that's not able to be with us. But I'm glad to be with you all today. So, well, over the last several weeks, you've been in a teaching series called Alternate Universe. How many of you enjoyed that teaching so far? Pastor Frank has been slaying it, and I'm thrilled to jump in on this series as well. And I got to tell you, if you're a guest, you're watching online, you're a guest, come back next week to hear Pastor Frank. He's an incredible preacher, but even a better man. Um, How many of you would say that 2020 has been a little crazy? Just a little bit, right? I mean, I guess you could say 2020 has been a little bit bizarre. 2020 started... um, like most years for all of us where we made our New Year's resolutions, come on, you wanted to shed 15, instead you got the COVID-19. But we made statements like, this is going to be the best year of our lives. I'm going to do this and I'm going to dream this dream. And then March hit us and it was like, bam, an alternate universe arrived. It's literally like everything closed down. No restaurants, no churches, no schools. And many mornings I woke up and said, on what planet did 2020 wake up? It seemed like we were living in an alternate universe. But I do know this, 2020 may not have started the way you wanted it to, but I do believe and declare it's going to finish the way God designed it to. It may have not had the great start, but we know that God brings everything to completion. Come on now. He doesn't just start a project. He finishes a project. He gets everything done in his time. In his way. You see, for the person who has limited or no faith in God, this has become an alternate universe nightmare. But for the person who has complete trust in God, this is an alternate universe reality. The Bible says this in the last days, there will be very difficult times. It didn't suggest there might be, it said there would be. So those who have complete trust in God, we recognize today that this is just part of the promise of God's plan. And we still trust Him in the middle of it. See, 2020 should not be a surprise to the believer in Jesus because toward the end of time on planet Earth, we will all experience alternate realities of very difficult seasons. I mean, would you just say this after me if you're watching online or at one of the campuses or in the building? I cannot be shocked, rocked, blocked, or knocked when my foundation is the rock. See, there's nothing that can throw you off course when you live your life on the foundation of the rock, which is the Word of God. So today, I want to share a message with you called, The Herd Needs the Word. The herd needs the word. Or for the people who are the ones who say, well, sheep are not called a herd. They're actually called a flock. I know that. So for those who are a little OCD like me, it's the flock needs the rock. So the herd needs the word, but the flock needs the... Would you join me as we pray today? Father God, we thank you for this incredible opportunity to share your word with such an incredible church, whether in New York City, whether in the other campuses, whether Walcott, 
here in New Milford, any of the locations. God, we're so grateful for the honor and privilege to be called as Christians to live in these times. You have put us here for a season and a reason. And Father, I ask you right now to raise up the church of Jesus Christ in these last days. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's dive into our text for tonight. It's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And here's where Paul is writing to the young pastor teacher, Timothy. And he says this in verse 14. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. In other words, you've got to stay in it. You've got to lean in. You've got to endure. How many of you are grateful for good, solid teaching here at Faith Church? You've got to be able to lean into that. He goes, you know they're true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. I mean, trust is a lubricant that strengthens teaching. When you trust your leaders, when you trust your pastors, it is much easier to receive the word of God from them. I guess you could say it this way. Trust, don't rust. When you've got to trust in your leaders, when you've got to trust in the word, it lubricates your life and gives you a better, greater vision in this life. See, the truth is, when you have trust, it strengthens you during the alternate universe we're all living in right now. See, today in our world, nobody trusts leadership anymore. It doesn't matter what field, what occupation, whether it's politicians or whether it's news reporters. So it should be no surprise to any of us that people don't even trust pastors anymore. And yet we should be looking to the men and women of God who are still declaring, thus saith the Lord. They may not be preaching a pop culture message, but they are demonstrating and preaching the power of God through the preaching of the pure, true word of Jesus Christ. I mean, we've got to be able to recognize that there are some things out there that are not true. But everything in this book is true. Everything that God inspired and breathed in this book is for you. Every promise that God has demonstrated is for each and every one of us. Or we can lean into what's being said in our pop culture today. We can embrace what's all over the news. Or we can embrace the good news. We in the church of Jesus Christ have to build our lives on that solid foundation. I mean, there's times where I as a pastor will hear this. Pastor, I don't agree with what you preached on today. My response usually is, I don't care. If it's the word, the herd needs the word. The flock needs the rock. Pastor, I have a different opinion. Or I read that verse a little differently. Church, the calling to preach the word of God was not given to the sheep, but the shepherd. We have too many sheep who think they're shepherds and they're leading other sheep astray. What we need is anointed men and women of God that will be the shepherd to their sheep. Because the herd needs the word, the flock needs the rock. The church doesn't need a word, it needs the word. It needs a powerful word. Come on somebody, we're not called to be people of the world, we're called to be people of the word. God's called us to dive into the word. Paul then continues in this passage. All scripture is inspired by 
God. In other words, every word in it is without flaw or error. And it's useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Ouch. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. I love this last line. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I love the the story here that Paul is weaving and he gives us really four things the word of God does really quick. Number one, God's word teaches us. It shows us truth. Number two, God's word makes us. It shapes our lives. Number three, it corrects us. It redirects our steps when we get off in an error. And then fourth, it prepares us. It unleashes us to our destiny. See, here's something I know. The Bible is not just something you read. The Bible actually reads you. Oh, come on. That's really good. You don't just read the Bible. The Bible is reading you. As you read a verse of scripture, it's looking back on you. And if you ever read something that you felt like, oh, that's a little uncomfortable because I'm guilty of that, the Bible's reading you. In our world today, we need the Bible to read us again. But it won't read us if we're not reading it. We've got to be in the word. Now, if you ever read something in the Bible where you say, amen, that's good. How many like that? Give us a big old amen. amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Amen. amen. Now you got to say it like you're from New York. Amen. amen. There we go. Some of you, okay, you'll get there. And then you read some verses and you're like, ouch. Give me an ouch. It's like the Holy Ghost walked in. He stepped on your toes, broke them, and said, you're jacked up. You're messed up. You're screwed up. You're, and you need an ouch moment. See, there's times where we need the amen that rally us together. And there's times in the word we need the ouch that reminds us it's only by grace we're saved through faith. That not of ourselves. We can't boast in ourselves. we got to boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. See, when you're reading the Bible, the Bible is reading you. Talk about an alternate universe. In the last days, the Bible says there will be difficult times. And you know where we need to run? We need to run to the word. We need to run back to church. We need to get in church. We need to make sure that we are in the building and demonstrating that the physicality of the local church still matters in our world today. That the church gathering and assembly is vital to our spiritual growth. We need to run to the word. And yeah, the world will run away from the word But the church should be running to the word because the herd needs the word. I mean, when the world lives in worry, the people of God will always run to the word. And that's why Paul continued and he told Timothy, preach the word of God. He did not say preach an opinion because opinions change. He said preach the word because it is consistent. And I love this next line, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. In other words, whether or not people go like it or not, we're called to speak truth. Paul was telling young Timothy in an alternate universe, preach the word. Why? Because in today's world, the herd needs the word again. We need to get back to the foundation of God's word. And when you're living in an alternate universe, you have to understand first this. 
You have to be a person of the word, not of the world. You have to be a person of the word. The Bible teaches you're in the world, but you're not of it. We're supposed to be separate. We ought to look a little different. We ought to act a little different. We ought to think a little different. You see, you could be a person of the word or a person of the world, but you cannot be both. I'm going to choose the word. And what does that mean to choose the word? In this alternate universe, you have to choose faith over fear. Come on now. I mean, you can walk in fear or you can live by faith. You have to choose joy over discouragement. I mean, I'm choosing joy. I want to try in this world that seems so depressing and so discouraging. I want to have the joy of the Lord as my strength, as my backbone, as the thing that drives me closer to God. Because we know that joy is like a medicine to your soul. It's something that helps heal you when you feel broken. It lifts you when you feel down. It's the joy of the Lord. I got joy. Pump, pump, pump it up. Pain. Keep it going. Keep it going. Sunshine. What else? What else? Give it to me now. Rob Bass. Joy. Nobody knows that song, huh? You got to choose peace instead of worry. I mean, when everyone's falling apart around the world and everyone, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you gotta be like, I'm good. Wait, wait, but are you worried? I'm, I'm living in peace. Why? Because I live with the Prince of Peace. I don't need to let the world rock me because I've been rocked by the rock. And when you're rocked by the rock, nothing can knock you off your block. I'm just saying that was pretty good. You also have to. Choose integrity over image. If you're a person of the word, you're choosing integrity. You're choosing character. You're not worried about your reputation and what's said on the Insta-sham. I mean, Instagram. I mean, there's a point we've got to understand. Social media is not real living. It's all fraud and it's all fake, but I'm choosing integrity. That means wherever I'm walking, wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing, I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm choosing integrity. You choose right over wrong. It should be no surprise to the church of Jesus Christ that everything today that's being called right was one time's wrong. We're shifting things around. You've got to choose righteousness over politics. Come on, I know online you're at home like this saying, that's so good. I mean, you've got to choose righteousness over politics. And I see a lot of Christians in our world today are putting their politics over their righteousness. And when you do that, the message of the good news of Jesus gets lost in translation. I want to make sure I'm demonstrating Jesus Christ. You see, the world thinks one way. That's called the world system. That's contrary to God's. And believers should think a different way. We should see things a little bit different. That's called the word system. That means we're in alignment with God. All scripture, the Bible says, is inspired by God. It's not outdated. It's not irrelevant. And it is not obsolete. The Bible declares it this way. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord stands forever. It is unchangeable. It's that word that gives us life. And that's why you got to dive into the word. So here's my challenge, Faith Church. You ready? Here's the challenge. Be a nerd of the word. 
Be a nerd of the word. Dive into the word. It's okay to be a person that gets up a little bit early to read the word. It's okay to be a young adult. Come on now. Who instead of going out on a Friday night, you get home and you put your face in the word. We need some nerds of the words again because it's only, it's the only thing that will last the test of time is the word of God. Because the word of God is timeless and timely. It's timeless, meaning it never changes, but it's timely, meaning it comes to you exactly when you need it. Have you ever been in a church service? And all of a sudden there was a word that was spoken. There's a song that was sung that demonstrated God's word. And you felt like that was for me. It's because it's timely. It comes to you exactly when you need it. And if in our world today, in 2020, what we need, we've got the timeless word. We need the timely word of God. We need a thus saith the Lord. And that's why in this alternate universe, you must trust the good news over any other news. Now, i got to be honest. At some point, we've got to choose whether or not we're going to trust God's word or we're going to trust Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. going amen myself. See, we've got to learn to listen to our pastors, our teachers, our prophets, our evangelists, and the apostles more than politicians, educators, athletes, and entertainers. We've got to put our attention back to the house of God where men and women of God speak the truth of God's word, not pop culture truth, but real living lasting truth. Paul told Timothy this, encourage people with good teaching. Good teaching will encourage you to do what? To become more and more like Jesus. To share the gospel, the good news with people. And in a time and a season where people need good news, it's now. Nationally, 153% increase in suicide. We need the good news. We need people that are infectious in their faith and contagious with their joy, that they're wheeling and dealing hope wherever they are, and that hope is Jesus Christ all the time, every time. We need people of the word. People that are saying, man, I don't care what the news says. I know what the good news says. And the good news says, in the end, those who are blood-bought, those who've been redeemed, we have a protection around our lives. See, in the alternate universe where everything seems to be going wrong, the church should be going right. The church should be doing the right thing. And that's the beauty of faith church, because you get good teaching every single week. Come on now. Every single week, whether you're in Harlem or whether you're Walcott or whether you're watching online or in the building, every week, good teaching will lift your spirits. Good teaching will raise your passion. Good teaching will inspire your destiny. And good teaching is required in our alternate universe because the herd needs the word and the flock needs the rock. See, we don't need a feel good, tickle my ears message. We need to experience the word of God in great power. I mean, you have to trust the good news. Listen to what it says. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. That's the alternate universe. That time is here. 
They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. In other words, they will leave one church to find another church when they hear something they disagree with or a moment where they have an ouch in church. Oh, I don't know. I don't agree with that. They will reject the truth and they will chase myths. I learned this principle a long time ago. If it's not the will of God, it's never the will of God if it goes against the word of God. Well, I need to pray about this. Well, if it's not the will in, it's not God's will if it's not in his word. It's got to line up with his word. Even when our, even when our culture celebrates what God condemns, we cannot back down. We must trust the word. Trust the word even when it hurts. Trust the word even when it's difficult. Trust the word even when it's challenging because the herd needs the word. I don't know about you. Come on, faith church. I need the word. Every day of my life, I need the word. I need an injection of the word. I need to get hyped up on God's word because I know the more of God's word that's put in my life, the more I can face every challenge, every difficulty, and every problem that's out there. See, when a global pandemic sweep through America, we literally said, wait a minute. There's got to be some reason for why we need to move in a certain direction for us and our church. And we said, we got to get back to the word. My wife said in a service that we're at, and she broke down in tears. And she said, what is God teaching me through this pandemic? Here's what she said. The church is not ready for the return of Christ. Because we've walked away from the word. The word must take preeminence in our church life, in our personal life, in our public life. Your faith, although yes, it is personal, your faith should never be private. Your faith, even though personal, it should never be private. Let a coworker catch you reading the Bible during lunch break if they can from a socially distant capacity. Let someone see you saying a quick prayer at a restaurant before you eat your meal. Be okay with being visible. Demonstrate the word because once you hear the word, you have a responsibility to act out the word. The Bible says, don't just be a hearer, be a doer of the word. And finally, today, just a quick encouragement. Don't jump on the insane train. What do I mean by that? The world is falling apart. I mean, in a season like this, it should be the church that's coming together. It should be us saying, we've got the answer for what's going on in this world. We know who the answer is. People are jumping on political trains. They're jumping on social trains and anti-this and pro-this trains. It's a little insane, to be honest. We should all be jumping on the gospel train. Choo-choo. I should be jumping on that train each and every time because the good news train will inspire people. It will reach people. It will lift people. It will move people. It will stir people. It will save people. It will see marriages restored. Come on now, church. The good news train is what this world needs, and yet we've kind of derailed. It's time to put the train back on and get a little chug, chug, chug. 
think I can. I think. I think I can. Choo-choo. Just give me a choo-choo. But make sure you jump on the right train. Because you might hear an all aboard and you're on the wrong train. Run from the insane train. Get on the gospel train. The Bible declares this, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Even when I'm living in an alternate universe, even during a global pandemic, even during I got a mask up before I go, and I forgot my mask. I got to go back home and get my mask and all that stuff. You should be living with a clear mind in every situation. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm favor of the Lord. I've got his angels all around me. I declare and believe that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Did the, well, God didn't know the coronavirus was coming. No weapon just means from the enemy. No, no weapon means no weapon. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No words that are raised up to condemn you. Now all those things are put to flight. Says so this, don't be afraid for suffering for the Lord. Amen. Preach, pastor. So good. Don't be afraid for suffering for Jesus. I don't know, man. What's that? You know, I had a, somebody made fun of me because I posted something about church. I'm so persecuted. Get over it. It's just the beginning. It says, don't be afraid of it. it. says, work at telling others the good news. Notice what it says, work at it. It's not easy to share the good news. I mean, the only people that think it's easy to share the good news are the people no one wants to hear the good news from. Come on, those are crazy people. Come on, they come. Hey, can I ask you a question right now? If, if you were to die right now, would you just be able to die? I just met you. Like there's a point where you got to work at it. I have a gentleman on Long Island. He's a very wealthy guy. I've been working on him for four and a half years. Believing that one day God's going to redeem his life. That God's going to save him. And that he will have an eternal zip code in heaven. I'm working at it. Everything's not just, woo, I preach, I'm a pastor, I lead everybody to Jesus, come now receive him. Wouldn't that be nice? Just doesn't happen that way. You got to work at it. And then listen to this last, and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Isn't that our goal? I want to fully carry out the ministry God's given to me. I want to be everything God designed me to be. And I know your pastor's heart, and I know the leaders of this house's heart is for you to become everything God's designed you to be. But you know what it all starts with? Knowing the word. In order to be everything God's designed you to be, you must know the word. Because if you stand up for the word today, the world will try and cancel you. I think it's time to cancel the cancel culture. I'm so grateful in the church, we don't believe in the cancel culture. 
We believe in the full redemptive potential of every person. They have a past, they have a present, but thank Jesus, they still have a future. I'm so grateful we live in a redeeming culture called the church of Jesus Christ. Because the truth is, people can try and cancel you, but they cannot cancel God's calling on your life. Live the word, stand on the word, carry out the word of God and you will become and do everything God's designed you to be because the herd needs the word and the flock needs the rock. Get on the gospel train. Come on, let's do that again. Get on the gospel train. Come on online. At some point, you got to hear God say, all aboard, get back to the good news. Because the insane will retrain your brain if you're on the wrong train. So make sure you get on the right train. I think we got to remember this, and this is so important. Good teaching always comes from trust. Trust don't rust. And you are blessed with good teaching here. Every single week. Take the teaching and live the teaching. Don't just hear it, do it. And as you do that, you will see a region transformed because trust is the lubrication that strengthens good teaching. Trust the leadership, trust your pastors, trust Faith Church by being a person of the word, not a person of the world. Trust them by putting trust in the good news of Jesus Christ over any other news on the planet. And don't jump on the insane train. Don't get distracted. Come on, I'm, I'm ADDHD. That means I've got attention deficit disorder in high death. It is easy for me to get distracted. I've got to stay focused. And I've got to laser in on what God's called me to do. I want to challenge you. The greatest way to get focused is to focus on the word. If I focus on the word... God will give me everything I need to survive this world, even in an alternate universe. Would you close your eyes as we pray? I want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you're watching online or you're one of the campuses today. Maybe you're here with us in the building. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're not in that relationship that guarantees you eternal life forever in heaven after this life. The Bible teaches us, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, perish, but have everlasting life. That is the goal of a church. That is the goal of every believer is to introduce people to Christ. Maybe you're watching online, one of those campuses, you don't have that relationship with Jesus. Here in the building, you're saying, I don't know if this is the moment right now That if I were to breathe my last breath, I'd breathe my first breath in heaven. You could be sure by making one decision. It's putting your trust not in the word that's written, but in the word that was lived. His name is Jesus Christ. John tells us that Jesus was the word. He was the word made flesh so that you could have eternal life. Say, Pastor Todd, I, I don't have that relationship with Christ. But I want that. I want that before I log off Facebook or the online platform. I want that before I leave the building. I want that before I go to dinner or have a conversation. with. I want to make sure that my life is right with Jesus.
Would you simply say this prayer with me? Just repeat these words. And can we all do that in the building today for those who might be making this declaration for the very first time? Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins, to be my Lord and my Savior. Today, I choose the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate those who are making that decision today at campuses, watching online, here in the building? If you prayed that prayer and you're watching on Facebook, you can go ahead and write Jesus in the comment section and someone's going to reach out to you. If you're watching at the online platform, you can definitely uh, just click that button. I've made a decision to follow Christ. Can I invite you all to stand to your feet if you don't mind if you're in the building? If you're watching at home, would you stand with us and join together with us? I want to pray a prayer over this church. That this church would continue to hunger for the word. And as this church hungers for the word, we would live the right life in an alternate universe. Would you reach your hands to heaven, if you don't mind, wherever you're watching from, and say this with us. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to fill my life with your word. Lord, I believe and declare my greatest need is still your word. Today, I make a renewed commitment to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a big old shout. If that's really your belief and your commitment, come on, let heaven hear you.